O assembled Vaishnavas, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We have an honored guest tonight, Parmananda, our friend from the, down the road, is here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're still trying to keep the Shabda Brahman going. We hope you all had ecstatic uh, Gorpanims yesterday. Uh, Sanatana Goswami uh, glorifies the Bhagavatam and explains why we're so attached to it in his in Sri Krishna from the Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram, which is from the Sri Krishna Lilastava. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvanduditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadagamad bhagya madananda namostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the third chapter of the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. We're hearing about the descendants of Maharaj Priyavrata. And now, uh, Rishabhadev is going to appear in his dynasty. We're starting with text 18. Mm. 
Since I cannot find anyone equal to me, I shall personally expand myself into a plenary portion and thus admit myself in the womb of Merudevi, the wife of Maharaj Nabi, the son of Agnidra. Purport. This is an example of the omnipotence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although he is one without a second, he expands himself by swangsha, his personal expansion, and sometimes by vibhinaksha, or his separated expansion. Lord Vishnu herein agrees to send his personal expansion as the son of Miru Devi, the wife of Maharaj Nabi, who is the son of Agnidra. The Ritvija, the priests, knew that God is one, yet they prayed for the Supreme Lord to become the son of Maharaj Nabi, to let the world know that the Absolute Truth, <clears throat> the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is one without a second. When he incarnates, he expands himself in different potencies. Text 19. Shukadeva Goswami continued, After saying this, the Lord disappeared. The wife of King Nabi, Queen Merudevi, was sitting by the side of her husband, and consequently she could hear everything the Supreme Lord had spoken. Purport According to the Vedic injunctions, one should perform sacrifices in the company of one's own wife. Sapatniko dharmam acharet. Religious rituals should be performed with one's wife. Therefore, Maharaj Nabi conducted his great sacrifice with his wife by his side. Text 20. O Vishnu Datta, Brikshit Maharaj, the Supreme Personality of Godhead was pleased by the great sages at that sacrifice. Consequently, the Lord decided to personally exhibit the method of executing religious principles as observed by brahmacharis, sannyasis, manaprastas, and grihastas engaged in rituals and also satisfy Maharaj Nabi's desire. Consequently, he appeared as the son of Merudevi in his original spiritual form, which is above the modes of material nature. Purport <clears throat> When the Supreme Lord appears or descends as an incarnation within this material world, he does not accept a body made of the three modes of material nature, Satpaguna, Rajaguna, and Tamaguna. Mayabadi philosophers say that the impersonal God appears in this material world by accepting a body in the Satpaguna. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur states that the word shukla, meaning consi consisting of Shuddha Sattva, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur states that the word shukla means consisting of Shuddha Sattva. Lord Vishnu descends in his Shuddha Sattva form. 
Shuddha Sattva refers to the Sattva Guna, which is never contaminated. In this material world, even the mode of goodness, Sattva Guna, is contaminated by tinges of Rajaguna and Tamaguna. When Sattva Guna is never contaminated by Rajaguna and Tamaguna, it is called Shuddha Sattva. Satmam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam Bhagavatam 4.3.23 That is the platform of Vasudeva, whereby the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudeva can be experienced. In Bhagavad Gita 4.7, Sri Krishna Himself says, Yada Yada Hidharmasya Glanir Bhavati Bharata Abhyutanam Adharmasya Tadatmanam Srijamyaham. Whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bharata, and a predominant rise of irreligion, at that time I descend myself. Unlike ordinary living entities, the Supreme Lord is not forced by the modes of material nature to appear. He appears dharman darshayitu kama to show how to execute the functions of a human being. The word dharma is meant for human beings and is never used in connection with beings inferior to human beings, such as animals. Unfortunately, without being guided by the Supreme Lord, human beings sometimes manufacture a process of dharma by concoction. Actually, dharma cannot be made by man. Dharmang tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam Bhagavatam 6, 3, 19 Dharma is given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, just as the law is given by the state government. Man-made dharma has no meaning. Srimad Bhagavatam refers to man-made dharma as kaitava dharma, cheating religion. The Supreme Lord sends an avatar incarnation to teach human society the proper way to execute religious principles. Such religious principles are bhakti marga. As the Supreme Lord Himself says in Bhagavad Gita, sarvadharman pritjaja mamekang shadanang braja. The son of Maharaj Nabi, Rishabhadev, appeared on this earth to preach the principles of religion. That will be explained in the fifth chapter of this fifth canto. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fifth canto, third chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Rishabhadev's Appearance in the Womb of Merudevi, the wife of King Nabi. All glories to King Nabi and Merudevi, who became the father and mother of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Rishabhadev, Hare Krishna. Chapter 4 The Characteristics of Rishabhadev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this chapter, Rishabhadev 
the son of Maharaj Nabi, begot a hundred sons. And during the reign of those sons, the world was very happy in all respects. When Mishabhadeva appeared as the son of Maharaj Nabi, he was appreciated by the people as the most exalted and beautiful personality of that age. His poise, influence, strength, enthusiasm, bodily luster, and other transcendental qualities were beyond compare. The word Rishabha refers to the best or the supreme. Due to the super-excellent attributes of the son of Maharaj Nabi, the king named his son Rishabha, or the best. His influence was incomparable. Although, although there was a scarcity of rain, Rishabhadeva did not care for Indra, the king of heaven, who was in charge of supplying rain. Through his own potency, Rishabhadeva sumptuously covered Ajanaba with ample rain. Upon receiving Rishabhadeva, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as his son, King Nabi began to raise him very carefully. After that, he entrusted the ruling power to him and, retiring from family life, lived in Bhadarik Ashram, completely engaged in the worship of Vasudeva, the Supreme Lord. To follow social customs, Lord Rishabhadeva, for a while, became a student in the Gurukula. And after returning, he followed the orders of his guru and accepted a wife named Jayanti, who had been given to him by the king of heaven, Indra. He begot a hundred sons in the womb of Jayanti. Of these hundred sons, the eldest was known as Bharata. Since the reign of Maharaj Bharat, this planet has been called Bharata Bharsha. Rishabhadeva's other sons were headed by Kushavarta, Ilavarta, Brahmavarta, Malaya, Ketu, Bhadrasena, Indrasprik, Vidarbha, and Kikata. There were also other sons named Kavi, Havi, Antariksha, Prabhuddha, Pipalayana, and Avirhotra, Drumala, Chamasa, and Karabhajan. Instead of ruling the kingdom, these nine became mendicant preachers of Krishna consciousness. Following the religious precepts of the Bhagavatam, their characteristics and activities are described in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam during the talks between Vasudeva and Narada at Kurukshetra. To teach the general populace, King Rishabhadeva performed many sacrifices and taught his sons how to rule the citizens. Text 1 Sri Shukadeva Goswami said, As soon as the Lord was born as the son of Maharaj Nabi, he manifested symptoms of the Supreme Lord, such as marks on the bottoms of his feet, the flag, thunderbolt, etc. 
This son was equal to everyone and very peaceful. He could control his senses and his mind and, possessing all opulence, he did not hanker for material enjoyments. Endowed with all these attributes, the son of Maharaj Nabi became more powerful day after day. Due to this, the citizens, learned brahmanas, demigods and ministers wanted Rishabhadev to be appointed ruler of the earth. Purport In these days of cheap incarnations, it is very interesting to note the bodily symptoms found in an incarnation. From the very beginning of his birth, it was observed that Rishabhadev's feet were marked with the transcendental signs, a flag, thunderbolt, lotus flower, etc. In addition to this, as the Lord began to grow, he became very prominent. He was equal to everyone. He did not favor one person and neglect another. An incarnation of God must have the six opulences, wealth, strength, knowledge, beauty, fame, and renunciation. It is said that although Rishabhadev was endowed with all opulences, he was not at all attached to material enjoyment. He was self-controlled and therefore liked by everyone. Due to his super-excellent qualities, everyone wanted him to rule the earth. An incarnation of God has to be accepted by experienced people and by the symptoms described in the Shastras. An incarnation is not accepted simply by the adulation of foolish people. Text 2 When the son of Maharaj Nabi became visible, he evinced all good qualities described by the great poets, <clears throat> namely, a well-built body with all the symptoms of the Godhead, prowess, strength, beauty, name, fame, influence, and enthusiasm. When the father, Maharaj Nabi, saw all these qualities, he thought his son to be the best of human beings or the supreme being. Therefore, he gave him the name Rishabha. Purport To accept someone as God or an incarnation of God, one must observe the symptoms of God in his body. All these symptoms were found in the body of Maharaj Nabi's extraordinarily powerful son. His body was well structured and he displayed all the transcendental qualities. He showed great influence and he could control his mind and senses. Consequently, he was named Rishabha, which indicates that he was the supreme living being. Text 3 Indra, the king of heaven, who was very material opulent, became envious of King Rishabhadev. 
Consequently, he stopped pouring water on the planet known as Bharatavarsha. At that time, the Supreme Lord, Rishabhadev, the master of all mystic power, understood King Indra's purpose and smiled a little. Then, by his own prowess, through Yogamaya, his internal potency, he profusely poured water upon his own place, which was known as Ajanaba. Purport. We find the word Bhagavan used twice in this verse. Both King Indra and Vishabhadev, the incarnation of the Supreme Lord, are described as Bhagavan. Sometimes Narada and Lord Brahma are also addressed as Bhagavan. The word Bhagavan means that one is very opulent and powerful. The word Bhagavan means that one is a very opulent and powerful person like Brahma, Lord Shiva, Narada or Indra. They are all addressed as Bhagavan due to their extraordinary opulence. King Rishabhadev is an incarnation of the Supreme Lord and therefore he was the original Bhagavan. Consequently, he is described herein as Yogeshwar, which indicates that he has the most powerful spiritual potency. He is not dependent on King Indra for water. He can supply water himself, as he did so in this case. In Bhagavad Gita it is stated, Yagyad Bhavati Parjanya. Due to the performance of Yagya, clouds of water are manifest in the sky. Clouds and rainfall are under the management of Indra, the heavenly king. But when Indra is neglectful, the Supreme Lord himself, who was also known as Yagya or Yagyapati, takes the task upon himself. Consequently, there was sufficient rainfall in the place named Ajanaba. When Yagyapati wants to, he can do anything without the help of any subordinate. Therefore, the Supreme Lord is known as Almighty. In the present age of Kali, there will eventually be a great scarcity of water, anavristi, for the general populace, due to ignorance and the scarcity of yogic ingredients will neglect. I'll read this again. In the present age of Kali, there will eventually be a great scarcity of water, anavristi, for the general populace, due to ignorance and the scarcity of yogic ingredients, will neglect to perform yogyas. Srimad Bhagavatam therefore advises Yajnai Sankirtana Prayai Yajantihi Sumedasaha. After all, Yajna is meant to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this age of Kali, there is great scarcity and ignorance. Nonetheless, everyone can perform Sankirtan Yajna. Every family in every society can conduct Sankirtan Yajna, at least every evening. In this way, there will be no disturbance or scarcity of rain. It is essential 
for the people in this age to perform the Sankirtan Yajna in, in order to be materially happy and to advance spiritually. Text 4. Due to getting a perfect son according to his desire, King Nabi was always overwhelmed with transcendental bliss and was very affectionate to his son. It was with ecstasy and a faltering voice that he addressed him, My dear son, my darling. This mentality was brought about by Yogamaya, whereby he accepted the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Father, as his own son. Out of his supreme goodwill, the Lord became his son and dealt with everyone as if he were an ordinary human being. Thus, King Nabi began to raise his transcendental son with great affection and he was overwhelmed with transcendental bliss, joy and devotion. Purport the word maya is used in the sense of illusion. Considering the Supreme Personality of Godhead to be his own son, Maharaj Nabi was certainly in illusion. But this was transcendental illusion. This illusion is required. Otherwise, how can one accept the Supreme Father as his own son? The Supreme Lord appears as the son of one of his devotees, just as Lord Krishna appeared as the son of Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj. These devotees could never think of their son as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, for such appreciation would hamper their relationship of parental love. Text 5 King Nabi understood that his son, Rishabhadev, was very popular among the citizens and among government officers and ministers. Understanding the popularity of his son, Maharaj Nabi enthroned him as the emperor of the world to give protection to the general populace in terms of the Vedic religious system. To do this, he entrusted him into the hands of learned brahmanas, who would guide him in administrating the government. Then Maharaj Nabi and his wife Meru Devi went to Bhadrikasham in the Himalaya mountains where the king engaged himself very expertly in austerities and penances with great jubilation. In full samadhi, he worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Nara Narayana, who was Krishna in his plenary expansion. By doing so, in course of time, Maharaj Nabi was elevated to the spiritual world known as Vaikuntha. Purport When Maharaj Nabi saw that his son Rishabhadev was popular with the general populace and the government serv governmental servants, he chose to install him on the imperial throne. In addition, he wanted to entrust his son into the hands of the learned brahmanas. This means that a monarch 
This means that a monarch was supposed to govern strictly according to the to Vedic principles under the guidance of learned brahmanas who could advise him according to the standard Vedic scriptures like Manusmriti and similar shastras. It is a duty of the king to rule the citizens according to Vedic principles. According to Vedic principles, society is divided into four categories, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, and Shudra. Chaturvarnya Mayashistam, Gunakarma, Vibhagajaha. Bhagavad Gita 4.13 After dividing society in this way, it is the king's duty to see that everyone executes Vedic principles according to his caste. A brahmana must perform the duty of a brahmana without cheating the public. It is not that one attains the name of a brahmana without the qualifications. It is the king's duty to see that everyone engages in his occupational duty according to Vedic principles. In addition, retirement at the end of life is compulsory. Maharaj Nabi, although still a king, retired from family life and went with his wife to a place called Badarikashram in the Himalayas, where the deity Nara Narayana is worshipped. The words prasana nipune, prasana nipune na tapasa indicate that the king accepted all kinds of austerity very expertly and jubilantly. He did not at all mind leaving his comfortable life at home, although he was the emperor. Despite undergoing severe austerities and penances, he felt very pleased at Bhadarikashram and he did everything there expertly. In this way, being fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, Samadhi Yoga, always thinking of Krishna, Vasudeva, Maharaj Nabi attained success at the end of his life and was promoted to the spiritual world by Kuntaloka. This is the way of Vedic life. One must stop the process of repeated birth and death and return home, back to Godhead. The words tan mahimanam avapa are significant in this regard. Srila Sridhar Swami says that mahima means liberation in this life. We should act in such a way in this life that after giving up this body, we will become liberated from the bondage of repeated birth and death. This is called Jivan Mukti. Srila Viragava Acharya states that in the Chandogya Upanishad there are eight symptoms of a Jivan Mukta, a person who is already liberated even when living in this body. The first system the first symptom of one so liberated is that he is freed from all sinful activities. Apahata papa. As long as one is under the clutches of Maya in the material energy, one has to engage in sinful activity. Bhagavad Gita describes such people as Dushkritina, which indicates 
that they are always engaged in sinful activity. One who is liberated in this life does not commit any sinful activities. Sinful activity involves illicit sex, meat-eating, intoxication, and gambling. Another symptom of a liberated person is vijara, which indicates that he is not subjected to the miseries of old age. Another symptom is vimritu. A liberated person prepares himself in such a way that he does not take on any more material bodies which are destined to die. In other words, he does not fall down again to repeat birth and death. Another symptom is vishoka, which indicates that he is callous to material distress and happiness. Another is vijigatsa, which indicates that he no longer desires material enjoyment. Another symptom is apipata, which means that he has no desire other than to engage in the devotional service of Krishna, his dearmost, perusable, pursuable Lord. His dearmost, pursuable Lord. Nice. A further symptom is satyakama, which indicates that all his desires are directed to the Supreme Truth, Krishna. He does not want anything else. He is satya-sankalpa. Whatever he desires is fulfilled by the grace of Krishna. First of all, he does not desire anything for his material benefit. And secondly, if he desires anything at all, he simply desires to serve the Supreme Lord. That desire is fulfilled by the Lord's grace. That is called satya-sankalpa. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti points out that the word mahima means returning to the spiritual world, back home, back to Vaikuntha. Sri Shukadeva says that the word mahima means that the devotee attains the qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called sadharma, or the same quality. Just as Krishna is never born and never dies, his devotees who return to Godhead never die and never take birth within the material world. Text 6 O Maharaj Parikshit, to glorify Maharaj Nabi, the old sages composed two verses. One of them is this. Who can attain the perfection of Maharaj Nabi? Who can attain his activities? Because of his devotional service, the Supreme Personality of Godhead agreed to become his son. Purport. The words Shudhena Karmana are significant in this verse. If work is not carried out in devotional service, it is contaminated by the modes of material nature. That is explained in Bhagavad Gita. 
yagyartat kamanonyatra lokoyam karmabandhanaha. Activities performed only for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord are pure and are not contaminated by the modes of material nature. All other activities are contaminated by the modes of ignorance and passion as well as goodness. All material activities meant for satisfying the senses are contaminated and Maharaj Nabi did not perform anything contaminated. He simply executed his transcendental activities even when performing yajna. Consequently, he obtained the Supreme Lord as his son. Text 7 The second prayer is this. Who, who is a better worshipper of Brahmanas than Maharaj Nabi? Because he worshipped the qualified Brahmanas to their full satisfaction, the Brahmanas, by their Brahminical prowess, showed Maharaj Nabi, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, in person. Purport The Brahmanas, engaged as priests in the sacrificial ceremony, were not ordinary Brahmanas. They were so powerful that they could bring forth the Supreme Personality of Godhead by their prayers. Thus, Maharaj Nabi was able to see the Lord face to face. Unless one is a Vaishnava, he cannot call forth the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord does not accept an invitation unless one is a Vaishnava. Therefore it is said in Padma Purana, Shat karma nipuno vipro mantra tantra visharadaha avaishnavo gurur nasyad vaishnavat shapacho guruhu. A scholarly brahmana, expert in all subjects of Vedic knowledge, is unfit to become a spiritual master without being a vaishnava. But a person born in a family of a lower caste can become a spiritual master if he is a Vaishnava. These Brahmanas were certainly very expert in chanting the Vedic mantras. They were competent in the performance of the Vedic rituals and over and above this they were Vaishnavas. Therefore, by their spiritual powers they could call on the Supreme Personality of Godhead and enable their disciple, Maharaj Nabi, to see the Lord face to face. Jiva Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur comments that the word ojasa means by dint of devotional service. Text 8 After Nabi Maharaj departed for Bhadrik Ashram, the Supreme Lord Vishabhadev understood that his kingdom was his field of activities. He therefore showed himself as an example and taught the duties of a householder by first accepting brahmacharya under the direction of spiritual masters. He also went to live at the spiritual master's place, Gurukula. 
after his education was finished, he gave gifts, Guru Dakshina, to his spiritual masters and then accepted the life of a householder. He took a wife named Jayanti and begot 100 sons who were as powerful and qualified as he himself. His wife Jayanti had been offered to him by Indra, the king of heaven. Rishabhadev and Jayanti performed householder life in an exemplary way, carrying out ritualistic activities ordained by the Shruti and Smriti Shastra. Purport Being an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Rishabhadev had nothing to do with material affairs. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Purita Puritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chadushritam. The purpose of an incarnation is to liberate his devotees and to stop the demoniac activities of non-devotees. These are the two functions of the Supreme Lord when he incarnates. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said that in order to preach, one must live a practical life and show people how to do things. Apani achari bhakti shikaimu sabare. One cannot teach others unless he behaves the same way himself. Rishabhadeva was an ideal king and he took his education in the Gurukula. Although he was already educated because the Supreme Lord is omniscient. Although Rishabhadeva had nothing to learn from Gurukula, he went there just to teach the people in general how to take an education from the right source, from Vedic teachers. He then entered householder life and lived according to the principles of Vedic knowledge, Shruti and Smriti. In his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1.2.101, Srila Rupa Goswami, quoting the Skanda Purana, states, Shruti Smriti Puna Puranadi Pancharatra Vidim Bina Aikhantiki Harir Bhaktir Utpata Yaiva Kalpate. Human society must follow the instructions received from Shruti and Smriti, Vedic literature. Practically applied in life, this is worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead according to to the Pancharatrika Vidhi. Every human being must advance his spiritual life and at the end return home, back to Godhead. Maharaj Rishabhadev strictly followed all these principles. He remained an ideal grihasta and taught his sons how to become perfect in spiritual life. These are some examples of how he ruled the earth and completed his mission as an incarnation. That brings us to 7.45. We'll stop here and take up the reading tomorrow night with text 9. And in the meantime, we will anxiously await the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna, Rishabhadev, Kijai.
First we have one from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled sages. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, your daily reading service of Srimad Bhagavatam Maharaj. Always in bliss to be sheltered at your lotus feet. Jai Ho. Hare Krishna, thank you. I'm in the shelter of the devotees. Now, Rati Manjri. Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. May we always be able to hear the Srimad Bhagavatam together. Haribo. So be it. Sudevi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi to you. Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's readings. Hare Krishna. Thank you for being there to hear these readings. It's all so far. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. David Mitamaraj is in Wales. Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Today I heard, quote, every human being must advance his spiritual life and at the end return home back to Godhead. Yes. End quote. Yesterday, one Bhagavad Gita and three other books. The day before yesterday, two Bhagavad Gita distributed during lunch break. Om Tat Sat. Hare Krishna. Ideal Grihastha life. Just like it says in the Bhagavatam. You do your duty and then you give out Krishna consciousness to others. Exemplary. Thank you so much. How much happiness comes from distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. And I'm feeling it right now at this moment. Distributing this sound of Prabhupada's books is distributing Prabhupada's books. And I'm getting so much nectar from it. It's just too, ma too amazing. Too amazing. Kuladvipa Patidas. Kuladvipa Patidas. Hare Krishna. Somebody from Wales. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. It's such a nice point how the Lord teaches people by example. Yes. Quote, one cannot teach others unless he behaves the same way himself. Yes. There's a verse in the third canto of Bhagavad Gita, Shakta Karma Debid Bang So, Yata Kurvanti Bharata, Kuryad Bid Bhatata Shaktis, Chakirsu Lokasangraham. This verse means that a person who's attached will act in a certain way, and a person who is not attached may act in the same way in order to show an example for the people in general. Chakirshu Lagasangraham. 
Shikirsu Lokasangra. So that's the leader. The leader doesn't lead from the back, he leads from the front. I mean, the Brahmanas, they don't necessarily lead from the front. They can lead from the back because they're uh, valuable instructions about how to do things according to Shastra. Uh, train the leaders how to act. So even Rishabhadev uh, here, the Supreme Personality of God who is omnipotent and omniscient, he had you know, a, a, a group of brahmanas that he listened to, to, to set an example for others. So even the Lord, even the Supreme Lord, who has no duty, as he says in the Gita, does his duty so that people will know what to do and what not to do. Hare Krishna. One from Subarao Raji Gopal. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. One of the many gems which stood out for me is from Srimad Bhagavatam 546. Quote, the words Shudena Karmana are significant in this verse. If work is not carried out in devotional service, it is contaminated by the modes of material nature. Yes. That is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Yagyartat karmano nyatra loko yam karma bandhanaha. Activities performed only for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord are pure and are not contaminated by the modes of material nature. Mm. All other activities are contaminated by the modes of ignorance and passion as well as goodness. End quote. Hare Krishna Maharaj, I remember this verse from Bhagavad Gita. Yat karoshi yarashnasi yad joho si dadasi yat yat tapasisi kunteya O son of Kunti, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer and give away, as well as all austerities that you may perform, should be done as an offering unto me. Yes. Daily readings, Kijai. Thank you very much. Very nice mining of the gems. Prabhupada's purports are filled with gems. You're just to mine them, take them out, look at them with the other devotees, admire them, look at, see different points and in this way relish life. This is the way to relish human life. Rasanandini Dasi? Yes, Rasanandini Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj, a general comment. In these purports, Srila Prabhupada is, is again emphasizing the primary importance of Sankirtan. My realization is that the first step in Sankirtan is hearing and that through hearing Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, we receive the association of Krishna and his incarnations. All glories to Maharaj Nabi and Maharaj Rishabhadev. Yes, and all glories to Śrīla Prabhupāda's purports, which have the essence of the previous Acharya's commentaries, his own commentaries, and therefore they're empowered. And if one reads with faith and devotion, without doubt, without finding fault in all those things, then he is empowered to repeat the words in his own words and empower others to take up Krishna consciousness. This is the test. Hearing, chanting, hearing and explaining, hearing and explaining, hearing and explaining. This is what brings realization into the heart. <clears throat> 
and with realization you can change the heart of another person by your explanations. That is our duty, all of us who are disciples of Srila Prabhupada, either Diksha or Shiksha. And all of us in this movement are Shiksha disciples of Srila Prabhupada. So to put his books in the center uh, with, and with faith, this is the way to bring the movement together and to expand it and spread it uh, to innocent people. Hare Krishna. Goranga Gopal Das. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Met Wales, is there already? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for reading tonight. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and all glories to your glorious service to his divine Jai Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. I found that interesting to hear how King Nabi decided to name his son Rishabhadev after noting his transcendental qualities. I also hear in other places in the Srimad Bhagavatam about the name-giving ceremony like the one conducted by Gargamuni with Krishna. Nowadays, parents name their children because they may remind them of something they like. <laughs> Some famous person, or so many other whimsical, exotic names come into their mind. <laughs> what significance is the name giving at birth to the child according to Vedic tradition? Well, according to Vedic tradition, the time of the birth and the place of the birth gives guidelines as to the first uh, syllables of the name and then from there they, they choose names that have a particular uh, syllable so it means something the names actually mean something in the Vedic culture Zani says, Devamrita Swami is churning the nectar of the sixth canto as we are about to see the demon Vritrasura appear. Oh, fantastic section of the Bhagavatam. Vritrasura, very, very brilliant. He puts the word demon in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from Rati. Rati Manju. Hare Krishna Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I find myself still having to situate myself more peacefully for better hearing and commenting. Please forgive me for that. It will get better. It's great hearing you again. Hope you had a beautiful Gora Purnima celebration yesterday. In Amsterdam we did. A successful Harinam with 18 devotees through the city center. An evening of bhajans, abhishek, and a drama on the pastime of Nimai, repeatedly coming to eat the offering of the Brahmana to his frustration until... He revealed himself to be the Supreme Lord Krishna. And a thundering Gora Arti. Everyone was in bliss. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna for sharing. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you very much for everyone's very wonderful comments and uh, reflections on what we've read. This is just the beginning of this pastime of Rishabhadev, which is just wonderful, transcendental. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Yeah, I got one more more. Whoops, we got another one. Oh, it's just a short one. Rasanandini Dasi again. Yes, Rasanandini. Thank you for your instructions, dear Maharaj. All glories to the duty of the Vaishnavas to both hear and explain the Shastras. Thank you very much. And live in the Shastras. Prabhupada wanted us to live in these books. The personalities that are in the books are real. 
they live there and you can associate with them because the sound uh, describing their qualities and their activities, their forms are transcendental. In this way you can associate with Krishna and his pure devotees and become exalted just by that association. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo, Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, the activities of Vishabhadev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hari Bo, see you tomorrow.